Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to The Haunted Collection with your host, writer, paranormal investigator, and haunted collector, Kevin Kane, here to chill you with more tales of the supernatural, dark urban legends, and creepy stories to chill you to the very bone and shiver your blood. Thank you so much for tuning in. I do appreciate you all listening, and I hope you enjoy these stories that I share each episode. Each one is a story that's given me the willies, and I hope it does for you too. Before we get started, I just wanted to make sure you go visit us at MyHauntedDolls.com In the store, you'll find all of my books that I've written, and you can order your autographed copy today. If you'd like to help us out with donations, I do have a Patreon account. Just go to Patreon.com forward slash MyHauntedDolls, and you can donate today. Also, be sure to check out our YouTube channel youtube.com forward slash C as in cat forward slash my haunted dolls where you'll get to see all my videos of the haunted items and the spirit box sessions and EVP captures so be sure to check that out tonight's episode I thought I'd do something different creepy different I'm going to be sharing some true stories well allegedly true stories shared by anonymous people online about their encounters with creepy imaginary friends. Now just what is an imaginary friend? Normally that's when a child makes up a friend they talk to that they share their toys with. Have you ever had your child talk to someone that you couldn't see? Have you ever had your child come to you and tell you about their friend? Or have you ever walked up to your child's bedroom and heard them carrying on a conversation with no one? Perhaps it's not no one. Perhaps there really is someone there or something. And now let's get into our imaginary friend stories. I hope you enjoy these. This first story is called Jenny. When I was four years old, my mom and I moved into a large colonial house that was built in the late 1800s. My mom always had a weird feeling about the house. There was a little bricked-off section in the basement, and we never knew why it was there. My mother told me that soon after we moved into the house, I suddenly had an imaginary friend. One day, out of the blue, I told her that I had been playing with a little girl named Jenny. She thought that it was just a phase and didn't pay much attention to it. I told her that Jenny wanted me to let the cat go down into the basement 
so that she could play with it. My mother allowed me to let the cat go down there. It never came back. That creeped her out. Then, a few days later, I told her Jenny wanted me to go down into the basement to play with her. My mother refused and told me to go upstairs to bed. I did, and when I woke up the next morning, I had deep scratches on my back and legs. My mom decided to research the history of the house. She found an old picture of the house and the family who used to live there. She showed me the picture and asked if I recognized any of them. There were seven little girls in the picture, and without hesitation, I pointed to one of them. The names of all the family members were written on the back. The girl I had pointed to was named Jenny. My mother got scared because, during her research, she had discovered that the girl named Jenny had gone down into the basement one day and was never seen again. The family never found her, and they moved out shortly after that. After I identified the girl in the picture, it was all way too much for my mom to handle. We moved out of the house and found somewhere else to live. When I turned 18, my mom told me all about what happened in that house. It still scares me when I think about it. This next story is kind of short but still creepy. It's called, Don't Tell Anyone My Name. My niece had an imaginary friend, but she said she was not allowed to tell anyone his name. She said he told her everyone would get scared if they knew it. We kept asking her, but she would never tell anyone the name. Then, one day, her mom and I were in the hallway and my niece did not realize it. She was talking to her imaginary friend and called him by his name. To this day, whenever I think about it, I am still creeped out. The imaginary friend's name was Lucifer. This next story is probably one of my favorites. This will really creep you out. It's called Funny Faces. I was staying in my aunt's house when I saw my four-year-old cousin, April, sitting on the stairs. She was making funny faces. I asked her what she was doing and she said, I'm copying the lady with the braid. 
There was no one else there, so I asked, Where is the lady, April? She pointed up at a beam running parallel to the stairwell. And what is the lady doing? I asked. She's making funny faces, April replied. I was about to go upstairs when April said something that stopped me in my tracks. Her braid is around her neck. I asked her what she meant. April pointed up and said, The lady is hanging by her braid, and she's making funny faces at me. Then April started making a face. Her eyes were wide and bugged out. Her mouth hung open, and her tongue stuck out. I realized it was the face of someone who was strangling to death. The next story I'm going to share with you is called Matt. When I was growing up, there was a girl in my neighborhood who was very weird. All of the other kids were freaked out by her. One day, she told all of the kids that in the forest behind her house, there were dead, bloody people. When they heard this, all of the kids freaked out and told their parents. Their fathers had to go out and search the forest, just in case. All they found were candy wrappers and empty beer bottles. After that, all of the kids in the neighborhood refused to go near her, including me. A few years later, my parents divorced. On the day the moving van came to take my mom's things out of the house, the girl came out of nowhere and told me that Matt did not like that my parents were getting a divorce. I had no idea who Matt was. Even though I stopped being friends with her, my dad was still friends with her parents. My dad told me that Matt was her imaginary friend. Her parents had told him all about the problems they were having. Matt was often too physical. They claimed that Matt could control the lights and could even make the power go out. They said Matt also knocked on doors at night. If he was ignored, the banging on the doors would start. A few years later, my dad decided that he would invite the girl and her parents over to our house. I was begging my dad not to do this, but he said it would be nice to catch up with them. When they came over that night, my dad told me to entertain the girl. 
I brought her up to my bedroom, and she seemed to be acting normal. She even told me how nice my room was. However, I was still creeped out by her. She just sat down in the middle of the floor while I tried to put a movie on the DVD player. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, in the most deadpan voice, she said, Matt's here. At that exact moment, the lights began to flicker on and off. I got so scared I ran out of my room, crying in fear. Her parents came running up the stairs, dragged their daughter out of my room, and took her home. For weeks after, I refused to sleep in my bedroom. I haven't heard much from that family ever since then. I heard that Matt still controlled the lights, but I don't know if he is still around. To this day, whenever the lights begin flickering or a bulb blows out, it still freaks me out. Are you scared yet, listener? Because I'm not done yet. There are still more imaginary friend stories on the way. This next one is called The Dead Boy. My friend is a homicide detective, and a couple of years ago, he was investigating the murder of a little boy. They still hadn't found the body. The mother of the little boy broke down and admitted she had killed him and hid his body under their old trailer. When the police went out to search the trailer, they found that there was a new family living in it. The family said their son had an imaginary friend who lived under the trailer and would come up to see him, especially at night. The cops searched and found the body of the dead boy just under his bedroom. This next tale is called Kelly. When my daughter was three, she had an imaginary friend named Kelly who lived in her closet. She said Kelly played with her and sat in a little rocking chair while she slept. Two years later, we were watching a horror movie and my daughter said, That looks like Kelly. Kelly who? I asked. Well, you know Kelly, she replied. The dead girl that lived in my closet. And now we move on to the little girl in the lake. When I was a kid, we often went camping on Lake Deering in New Hampshire. One day, when I was six years old, I fell off of the dock and plunged into the water. I could not swim. While I was underwater, 
I distinctly remember seeing a little girl down there who told me to look up towards the sun and just keep kicking and I'd be fine. I swam to the surface just in time for my grandfather to grab me and pull me back on the dock. I found out later that a little girl had drowned in that lake near that very same spot. Jessica When I was just a baby, my older sister Julia had an imaginary friend named Jessica. She said that when Jessica got mad, her eyes turned green and her voice grew deeper. She was Julia's friend for a long time, but then things started to get a little weird. After a while, my parents began to believe that our house was haunted. One night, my mom was putting me to bed, and I began to cry and point at the corner. My mom tried to comfort me, but I kept crying and pointing at the same corner. All of a sudden, my sister walked into the room, pointed at the same corner, and yelled, Jessica, stop it! I immediately stopped crying, and Julia said, Sometimes Jessica likes to put on scary masks and scare people. My mom was a little freaked out and said, Tell Jessica that if she can't play nice, she cannot play here at all. Eventually, my sister Julia outgrew her imaginary friend and stopped mentioning her. A few years later, my sister Abby began to talk. She told my mom she had a friend that no one else could see. She said her imaginary friend's eyes turned green when she was upset. My mother asked her what her imaginary friend's name was, and she replied, Jessica. And now another imaginary friend, this one named Scotty. Back when I was in elementary school, my friend's name was Ryan. We were around six or seven years old. One day there was a new kid in our class. His name was Andrew, and he had just moved in from out of state. He was socially awkward and used to sit alone, just talking quietly to himself. The strange thing was, he always appeared to be enraged during these conversations with himself. Ryan and I decided to befriend him, and he invited us over to his house for a sleepover. The whole day went by without incident, and it was all good fun. Andrew seemed different at home. He was more relaxed, more comfortable, more normal. That night, he went to sleep in his bedroom, which was in the basement. I remember lying there on the floor. My buddy Ryan was asleep near me. 
and Andrew was across the room on a couch. It was dark, and I could only see his outline. All of a sudden, Andrew started making some eerie, high-pitched noises. It sounded like a steaming tea kettle. Then he stood up, still letting out that high-pitched screeching noise, and I saw him walking towards me. I kicked Ryan to wake him up, and both of us were freaking out. Andrew kept walking until he was standing over us. Then he just kneeled down and slowly let the screech die out. Ryan and I looked at each other, unsure about what to do. Suddenly, Andrew grabbed our arms and started squeezing like he was trying to crush them. In a disturbing low voice, he growled, Scotty wants you both to leave. I ripped my arm out of his grasp, and so did Ryan. Andrew got up again and just stood there staring at us, letting out a high-pitched evil laugh. We both got up, and I suggested going to Andrew's mom's room to wake her up. Before we took a step... Andrew just started screaming at the top of his lungs. His mom came sprinting down the stairs and turned on all of the lights. We saw that Andrew had scratches up and down his arms, and his face looked deathly pale. His mom laid him on the ground and held him down. She was trying to speak over his screams, and she was saying things like, Andy! Andy, it's okay. Scotty isn't real. Andy. She turned to us and told us to go upstairs and put our coats on. She was going to take us home. For a couple of weeks after that, we did not talk to Andrew at school. Eventually, we asked him about it, and he said, It's okay now. You won't see Scotty anymore. No one will. Needless to say, that was the end of that, and we never talked to him again. He ended up getting removed from my school because he attacked a kid with a tree branch at recess. And now for the next story, entitled, Nights with Maury. My aunt and uncle moved into a new house. I was staying with them for a week, but I got a weird vibe about their house. I was sleeping in the attic, and around 3 a.m., I woke up to find my six-year-old cousin standing next to my bed. He started telling me about his imaginary friend, Maury. The next day, when I asked his parents about it, They told me he did not have an imaginary friend when they lived in their previous house. They decided to ask him about it, but he said he had no idea what they were talking about. The next night around 3 a.m., I woke up again to find my little cousin staring at me. 
he kept repeating over and over. Why did you tell? Why did you tell? Why did you tell? I tried to talk to him, and he started telling me about how Maury would appear in his dreams at night and eat dinner with the family when they were at the table. I asked him how he met Maury, and he told me that Maury came to him and asked him if he could come inside him. He said, Yeah, sure, come on in. That's when Maury started to come out to his bedside every night and talk to him. The next day, I told his parents, but they did not believe me. They thought I was making it up. On my final night in the house, I was awoken by a faint thumping under my bed. Boom, boom, boom. At this point, I was very scared, but I worked up the courage to peek under my bed. I found my little cousin hiding under there. I'm protecting you from Maury, he said. He can't trust you, and he needs you gone. Maury won't hurt you if I protect you. Those were the last words I heard him say. I ran faster than I ever have before and made it at least three blocks down the road before my aunt and uncle caught up with me and begged me to stop. They asked me what had happened, and when I told them, they did not believe me. When we walked back to the house and went upstairs, my cousin was in his bed, sound asleep. I left the next morning and never went back. And now for our final story titled, Emily. When my sister was six or seven, she had an imaginary friend named Emily. She told us Emily was the same age as her, lived in her closet, wore an old black dress and had long dark hair. My sister played with Emily constantly and my parents started noticing she was acting weird. She was very distant and just sat in the middle of her room whispering to Emily. One day my brother was walking by and my sister was sitting in the middle of her room. She suddenly turned around and hissed at him. It scared him because she didn't even look like our sister. My parents ran up to her room, and I could hear my sister screaming and screaming, Get out! Get out! As loud as she could. I have no idea what happened in that room, but when the screaming stopped, I saw my parents holding my sister, and they were crying their eyes out. She was sobbing as well. Years later, I asked her about it, and she told me that Emily used to tell her to do horrible things to herself. She actually used to wake up on the roof and could not remember how she got there. Apparently, 
Emily absolutely hated our parents, so she tried to turn my sister against them. When we moved out into a different house, Emily was gone. I'm just relieved we left that house. Well, now, dear listeners, I hope you enjoy those creepy tales of ana- imaginary friends. So if you have children, and next time one of them tells you their imaginary friend is nearby, just be very cautious, because it might not be as imaginary as you think. So now, boys and girls... Have an awesome evening. Be sure to turn out the lights and lock the doors and windows before you go to bed, but by all means, have a happy haunting.